Real quick, guys, before we start the show, I want to invite all of our listeners out there to a new show out there. It's called Car ER, and it's basically what goes on behind the scenes at an auto repair shop, and it just happens to be my auto repair shop. It's a lot of fun. We've got a lot of positive feedback. It's going to be online, and it's the car-ershow.com. It's also going to be on YouTube, Hulu, uh, Justin TV. So uh, we're coming out Groundhog's Day along with Puxwatani Phil. Please look it up. I hope you enjoy it. So now, without further ado, let's get on with Car Care for the Clueless and learn a little something about our vehicles. Car repair, the nightmare of the Western world. You don't know the difference between the catalytic converter and the powertrain, the carburetor and the camshaft. You've been ripped off endlessly by unscrupulous mechanics who've charged hundreds or thousands of dollars. You're sick of feeling like a complete idiot and you just don't want to take it or pay for it anymore. Well, your life's about to change. Meet Pam Oaks, ASE certified and top-notch auto technician host, shop owner, and author of Car Care for the Clueless, or how to make money while maintaining a vehicle. She'll answer your questions and teach you how to talk car talk. Get under the hood right now with Pam. Hey guys, how you doing? Welcome back to another show. This week we're going to be talking about used cars. Should you buy a used car? Or should you not and wait until a better offer comes along with a new car? Well, I'm going to talk to Lee from Florida. Lee's kind of on the fence and he's not quite sure to buy or not to buy. And we're going to help him out. This is actually in conjunction with a new book I have coming out, Car Care for the Clueless, same series. And the subtitle is Successful Used Car Buying 101. And the tips that we give Lee are actually in the book as well. The book should be coming out in about six or eight weeks, so uh, stand by. And also on today, we're going to give you an example why if you choose to get a used car, you need to have it checked out by an ASC certified technician at an ASC Blue Seal shop or a dealership. That is independent, and that is a big word to remember, independent from whomever is selling you the car. You don't want anybody to have any influence. And this is extremely important automotive car care tip. Of course, we're going to have our email question of the week. We have Joan from Wisconsin, and she wants to know about some maintenance on her Jeep. We have our tire tip this week. And let's not forget Peter Sudak, our gadget guru's back with, of course, another economically priced gadget. But this is kind of different. Because this one, not only is it for your car, but you can use it around the house as well. Pretty unique. And let's give a big thank you to our sponsors. First of all, I'd like to welcome AC Delco, AC Delco Parts. They make parts for all makes and models. And let me tell you, I've been using AC Delco Parts for decades. I love them. I highly recommend them. They have a 12-month, 12,000-mile warranty on them. Great product. So don't forget to ask for AC Delco by name. Of course, we have Jasper Engines and Transmissions, 100% associate owned. If you're in need of an engine or a transmission, why trade the car in and just replace the part and set? It's a lot cheaper in a lot of cases. So find out, and if you are in that category that you're going to benefit from it, always ask for Jasper. I put them in my customers' cars. Again, I have for decades. Great product. And let's not forget Continental Tires. Continental Tires, if you're in need of sneakers on your automobile this winter, ask for Continental by name. 
And this is actually endorsement for my mom because I have Continentals on her car. And let me tell you, if mom's not happy, nobody's happy. And she loves her Continental tires along with me. I have them on my car too. So if it wouldn't go on my mom's car, it's not going to go on anybody else. And she's got Continental tires. So let's get back to the show. We're going to talk to Lee and uh, let's give him a call. Hello. Hey, Lee, it's Pam. How are you? I'm fine, Pam. How are you? Good. We were talking earlier, and you had an automotive question regarding your Toyota RAV4. Right. And you know it's a, it's a 97 Toyota RAV4, and it, requ- it needs some work right now. It needs, uh, it needs a paint job as well, so, but it needs uh, probably about fifteen dollars or $1,600 worth of basic work to get it in basically perfect mechanical condition. If I put some kind of a paint job on there, I might be spending $2,500. runs great. It gets pretty good mileage. It, uh, it's a perfect utility vehicle for my business, which, as you know, is a farm. Mm-hmm. And um, what I'm contemplating is, should I spend that money? Let's say, let's just pick a number and say $2,500 to get that car looking good and in perfect condition. Or would I be better served, uh, you know, looking for another vehicle? I mean, from a, you know, when when you look at it from a, a, a cost benefit basis, mm. that was, that was my basic question. Okay, well, first of all, and everybody can answer their own question. I don't want to hear the answer, but first of all, you have to look at your economic situation. Right. Okay, that's first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Everybody can get the new car bug within seconds of seeing their favorite automobile going down the road. <laughs> okay, I mean it's it it can happen that quick. It happens and, to me five times a day. <laughs> there you go. But you know you also have to look at in this particular case you're using this vehicle for work. It's not you know well it really wouldn't matter if it's for work or for pleasure, but. This is for work, so this is very, very important that you keep it maintained. So putting the money into it, you look at it this way. You're past the point how much the car is worth. You're at the point how much is it per month if I do all this extra work. Right. Look at it as a car payment. Mm-hmm. If I do X amount of work, you know, how much is it going to be? Right. So that's your first thing. Your second thing is, well, it's good on gas. In this case, you have a four-cylinder car. So, you know, that helps the equation a little bit more. Because all of us, you know, we all cringe when we go to the gas station now. And, oh, yeah, (laughs) you know where I'm coming from on that one. Oh, yeah. And, And then, of course, you have to look at, do I really, really like this car and of course again you're using it as a utility vehicle you're not looking at for pleasure Mm -hmm. so you have to look at it in this aspect not so much do i really really like this car you know is this car reliable i know it's reliable i know everything that i have done to this car right and i know there will be things up and coming here and there but i've done the major items and I know it's got a good sound engine in it. That's the other important thing. Yeah, yeah, it's been a good car. Up until recently, it was uh, pretty bulletproof, you mm-hmm. know. 
But it does have a lot of miles. It has, you know, two hundred over 250,000 miles now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you have to take that in consideration, you know. But I know the engine is solid. You know, the engine's solid. So you look at it this way. You take your repair and you divide it by 12. That's going to be a car payment. That's a good way to look at it. Is it less than a car payment or is it more than a car payment? And right. then you have to figure in another maybe 10, 15% for up-and-coming little incidentals that nobody can foresee unless you have a crystal ball. Right. Because things like that, they will happen, and you can't help it. You know, it happens on a newer car. Sure. But you have very good records with this car, so, which is important for anybody to maintain good records. So mm-hmm. you can look back and you can see what has been done and what hasn't been performed. So that's going to help you right there make a decision. I see. But the main thing is when you go out car hunting, in fact, I had one today come in. Somebody, uh, they decided that they were going to get rid of their older car because it didn't have airbags, and a family member had gotten into an accident. And so they're scared to death to drive this old but solid and reliable car again. Right. They went out and they purchased a car for $5,000 off of a lot from a major manufacturer dealership. Right. They didn't have it checked out. Yeah. Well, they picked it up last night and brought it in, and all these things that this major manufacturer dealership said was performed, the safety inspection, the oil change, so on and so forth, mm-hmm. none of it was done. Yeah. In fact, they've got about... Almost $1,500 in things that need to be repaired now. Right. And see, that's the other thing you always get them checked out before because that could have been negotiating money to lower the price. Absolutely. Let alone the safety. Yeah, I'm lucky because I have a good shop. Take such good care, and I know if, I know the vehicle because of it. It's, it's, yeah, I, I, I would not buy a another car unless I had it thoroughly checked out. But see, they have this new car with new problems that, you know, they didn't look into beforehand. So, see, even though you're getting a newer car, you're inheriting somebody else's problems, too. Right. So you got to look at it that way, too. How much am I going to spend for my new car in repairs? Each make and model has their little idiosyncrasies, things that are known that they have problems that they break down and you have to repair often or not so often in the other case. So you have to look at it that way too. Um, In this case, I can't believe what he bought, but what he did purchase is a high-end European, which with the amount of miles on it in the year, I mean, he's going to be putting a lot of money into it. And for what? You know, why? You know, you got to be sensible about these things, especially the way today's economy is, because you want to keep more money in your pocket and give the repair shops or the dealerships less money. That's the whole key. Right. Well, I think your your idea of looking at it, you know, whatever I spend, dividing it by 12 or maybe 24 or whatever, I think the mm-hmm. life of the car or whatever we agree the life of the car might still be, that's a very good way to look at it. And then mm-hmm. compare that to a, the payment on a new car. And, and and the message about checking out any car you buy, that's... Enormous. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a must. I mean, you know, they brought it in, and I'm like, can you take it back? <laughs> can, can you give them a call? 
because uh, they told you that they had this 106-point inspection on it, and the lower ball joint, you could actually move it just with hardly any effort whatsoever. I'm surprised that they could even drive it. I asked them, and they says, no, you know, they just drove it through the neighborhood and over to us. Wow. So, yeah, it's, in fact, we had one that over the weekend that uh, had over 200000 in it, and they've had some issues and so on and so forth, and they knew they had this specific issue, and finally they turned the corner going into a shopping complex, and the lower ball joint literally separated from from its housing. And that was it. You know, he was lucky he turned into a parking spot at the time when it failed. Yeah. But... You you know, anytime you, you know any little, everybody knows their car. And anytime you notice something's not just quite right, you have it checked. Because when you have it checked like that, it's cheap. Oh, yeah. It's instead of letting it go. Well, excellent. So I hope I helped. You did. Thank you so much. That's a very good, you've given me a couple of ways to look at it, and that's great. But just, you know. You and I will talk about it. Okay, but just, you know, always remember, you get that bug, and, oh, it's it's so easy. It's time. It's yeah. so, so easy. You know, I've got, on my vehicle, I'm pushing 159000 and I know I'll easily push it to 200000 You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a work vehicle, and I'm just going to try to keep it going as long as I can. Yeah, yeah, there's the economy, of course. That's right. Sure. But I hope I helped. You did. Thank you very much, Pam. Thank you. And take care. Yes, ma'am. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And if you're just tuning in, today we're talking about how to buy a used car. In fact, our next topic coming up is why you need to have it checked out before you purchase that used car by an independent technician. Of course, we have our tire tip coming up. Our email question of the week, Joan from Wisconsin, wants to know about spark plugs. And let's not forget Peter Sudak, our gadget guru. He's got a gadget not only for the car, but for around the house, too. So let's get back to the show. Okay, so unlike Lee, you're going to go out and buy a used car. Well, you know, there's several factors that you need to choose. First of all, you need to find one that fits you perfect. You know, everybody wants that red little two-door sports coupe, but when you have a family of five, it's just not going to work. So you need to find something that's going to work for you in red, why not? You want that red sports coupe? At least you can have the red in the color of the car if you can't have the sports coupe. So you need to find a car that's going to make you happy because you know what? When you go out in the garage or you go out in the driveway and you see that vehicle, we want you to say, you know, I really like that car because that's 99.9% .9 of it right there, folks. You like your vehicle that means you're going to be doing the maintenance on that vehicle. And if it has a little thing that goes wrong, you're going to want to fix it because you like the car. Also, you're going to be keeping it clean. You're going to be doing those tires and you're going to be doing the rims and you're going to be keeping that interior clean. And you know what? This just puts money in your pocket for the resale value. There's no two ways about it. You need to be happy with the car that you're going to purchase. And it's not something that you do in a weekend. This is a project. I mean, this is a very expensive investment you're making, and you want this investment to last. So you need to put a lot of thought into it. Now, most important, when you're going to purchase a used car, whether you're going to purchase it from a dealership, 
an independent person or a mom and pop, you need to have it checked out before you purchase it. Let me give you a story. At the shop, we had somebody come in. They were looking at a European car. They wanted to purchase this European car. It looked really good on the outside until we got it up on the rack. And the owner was there and we were asking them questions like, when's the last time you had a timing belt replaced? They didn't know. Um, a bunch of other questions we had too. But that timing belt on a specific vehicle, I mean, the parts alone were over $600 just because of the setup it was. That's an expensive guess. Did they do it or didn't they do it? Well, you know, that's $600 plus labor. You're going to want to know. And to make a long story short, you could see where the area where you would go to replace the timing belt hadn't been touched because the bolts were not marked or anything like that. So we were assuming this had not been touched. The other thing too was that they neglected to tell the potential owner that there was a transmission shift issue and for them to shift it, they were manually shifting it. They had a little paddle shift and they were using it that way instead of it going automatically from first, second to third. Well, you know, this is an experience expensive little thing that they should have mentioned because something else was going on whether in the transmission computer and the programmable command module or in the transmission itself something was going on and there's another expensive component that the new potential owner may had to have addressed so needless to say I mean there's a couple of other things that were going on too with it but these were two items that the potential owner was not aware that could have left him stranded in this car that he's going to put all of his money down to have a newer used car, to have more reliable transportation than what he had on his 18-year-old car that he was getting rid of. And just think of the money he could have lost out of his wallet by not having it checked out. So please, folks, it's extremely important. You're going to buy a used car. Always, always, always have it checked out by an independent ASC certified technician. Do not go off of the dealer's checklist. Do not go off of the mom and pops. Oh, here's all the receipts. No, you want an independent set of eyes looking at this because that's what's going to keep the money in your wallet. Ooh, one more. I just can't resist. We had a friend of the family's. They got a used car at an out of town dealership. It was about 100 miles away. And they had to have this car. They just saw it online, had to have it. And they trusted a national brand dealership to do the safety inspection. And everything was great. The car was great. The car looked great. And to make the long story short, um, the oil light came on approximately five, six miles from his house. So he brought it over the next day. Not only was the oil nasty, dirty, and about a quart and a half low, but the front end was falling out of the car. So much for the national brand dealership check. He had to have this all done and, you know, it was money out of his pocket because he didn't have a second set of eyes. Check it out before he purchased it. So I'm going to get off my soapbox and we're going to move on with the show. So let's go on to today's tire tip. Today's tire tip, we're going to concentrate on pressure. And I'm going to concentrate on pressure because we had another customer come in. We hadn't seen her in about a year, and that's because she only drives about 2,500 miles per year. 
Well, I kind of caught up to her because even though I've known this person for a long, long time, she's a little older now, and she has a tendency to forget. And times one of the things that she forgets and also to check her tire pressure when I tell her to come in every month. Well, I got away from her and she was driving around in tires that had 23 PSI in them while it should have had 32 PSI. Needless to say, had she paid attention to what I was talking about, her fuel economy alone, alone the fuel that she would have saved by having properly inflated tires, would have purchased another set of tires for her. As it was, because she was running around the way she was with low tire pressure, it really put a beating on them. It prematurely was wearing the tires. I mean, she didn't have to get them at this point, but she wasted mileage on her tires for having them low. So there you go, more money out of her pocket because she's going to be buying tires sooner. So folks, remember, tire tip, check your air pressure once a month. I always say if your birthday's on the 20th, then the 20th of every month you go in and you have your free tire inflation from your ASE Blue Seal shop, your dealership, or your ASE certified technician. This is a free service. Remember, no nitrogen. You don't need that. What you're breathing is 79.9% nitrogen as it is. They're not hermetically sealed when they do that. Old-fashioned air would what you breathe, atmospheric air, fill them up to the proper level, get your money out of your gas, get your money out of your tires, and your performance in steering and braking. So remember, tire pressure, tire pressure, and what did I say? Tire pressure. So let's get on to the email question of the week. This week we have a letter from Joan, Joan from Wisconsin, and she's got a Jeep, and Joan asked, Dear Pam, I've got a Jeep Cherokee, and they're telling me that I need my spark plugs replaced, but it's only 34,000 miles. For my other car, they're telling me 100,000 miles. So do I wait for 100,000 or for 30,000? Well, Joan, each vehicle manufacturer has their specific specifications on when to change the spark plugs, meaning... Some want you to change them at 35, 36,000, like your Chrysler and G products, and others are asking for it around 100,000, like your General Motors, Honda, Toyota, etc., that use the platinum, double platinum, or iridium spark plugs. These plugs last longer. Now, on the Chrysler G product, like you have, and you're supposed to be replacing the plugs, like they said, they're right, you want to replace that spark plug, with the same exact like kind that came out of it. Don't go fancy. Don't have somebody talk you into a fancy platinum or iridium plug. That does not belong in there because if it did, they'd be putting them in at the factory. And the factory specs is the spark plug that comes out of that vehicle. So you want to match it to like kind. And any ASC Blue Seal shop or ASC certified technician or dealership knows that's what you're supposed to do. The honest, good techs know you replace the part with like kind. So in your case, yes, they're right on your Jeep. You're going to be replacing that spark plug around 34, 36,000 miles. And on your General Motors product, it's going to be around 100,000 miles, give or take a 10 or 15,000 miles, depending upon your driving habits, of course. So go along with it. They're correct. And remember, if you're 
ever in doubt, ask for a second opinion. Don't forget to ask for a second opinion if you're not sure. So I hope that helped you out, Joan, and thank you for writing in. And it's that time for our gadget guru that we've all come to know and love, Peter Sudak. He's back in studio with us this week. And Peter, what kind of gadget do you have for us? I find this really interesting that we can not only use it in the house, but on our car as well. Tell us about it. It's a uh, infrared gun, and what it does is it measures temperatures. Yes, they do. Basically, just it looks like a radar gun off a police car almost, except the smaller version. Okay. And what it does is you basically just hold the trigger down and aim it at what you want to find out what the temperature is of, you know, oh, like, say, like the AC coming out of your ducts. Right. That, your car. Uh, we use it for well, that. We use it for checking brake temperatures to see if a brake caliper's hanging up or something along those lines. Yes. Uh, see how hot your cooling system is, see if it's overheating. Yeah, we check to make sure before we put our hand on something that it's cooled off. Yeah. So basically, it's a good gadget for measuring temperatures, and it works off uh, infrared. So how can it work in the house? You just aim it at what you need to find the temperature of, say, for example, barbecue grill. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I never thought of that. Yeah, I guess when you're barbecuing, you probably yeah. want to know how hot just those a, coals are. Yeah, it just depends on, you know, that'll give you an idea if it needs to be a specific temperature. You just aim it at the, if you use barbecue grill with the uh, coals in them, mm -hmm. um, that will tell you how hot it is, whether they're ready or not. Gas, so you know, gas it, grill. Or, it's just good for everything. Anything you want to check a temperature with. Absolutely. I wonder if you could take the temperature of your forehead. I know they got things to do that. I'm sure it'll probably work. <laughs> that would be so much easier than putting yeah. those strips on your forehead. <laughs> yeah, because I know, I know they make something like that nowadays. I thought I thought I saw a commercial one day. They <laughs> said it for the young kids. Okay. You don't have to wake them up and take their temperature. That's pathetic. But <laughs> yeah, you just do a forehead scan on there. But basically, the same concept. Yes. Kid. You know, that's pretty neat because, you know, the customer can do an awful lot of things with this, you know, check, make sure the air coming out of their vents is cool because sometimes, you know, it's just so hot out there that it doesn't feel like the AC is cooling, but it is. And that could save somebody a service call, taking it into the shop and, well, even the heater coming out of there, you know, sometimes it's just so cold out there, it doesn't feel like the heat's working, but it really is. Yeah, and even in, inside the house, too, because some people think the ace here, the heat doesn't work. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've done it at the house I live in, and we've tested it before. You know, we had a thermostat problem, and we found out, you know, the heat wasn't working properly, and we put a new thermostat in. No, that's and then cool. we used it to check the temperature afterwards. That's and, pretty good. And found out it was coming out nice and hot afterwards. So it's like got a million and one uses for the car and for the house. Yes. And how much does this little gadget cost? Looks like a radar gun. A whole whopping twenty nine ninety five. Really? Yes. Well, that's a lot cheaper than we used to pay for them when they first came out like years and years ago. Like everything, yes. Twenty nine ninety five now, and you can get them where? Well, you can get them online. You can get them at the auto parts stores as well and the big box stores okay. also. Well, thank you again, Peter. That's pretty interesting. Home and auto, guys. The infrared gun. Check the temperature of anything that you want to see, hot or cold, and see if it's working or not. 
That's right. Pretty neat. Thank you, Peter. Thank you. And we look forward to talking to Peter next week along with our email question of the week. Let's see who will choose. Again, remember our tire tip? We need to check that air pressure once a month. Please, 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 please pay attention to your maintenance. I can't say that word enough. I don't know how many times I've said it today, but we're going to say it again. Maintenance, maintenance, and remember, maintenance. Of course, remember uh, if you're on the fence about purchasing a used car, there's a lot that goes into it. And if you're in the process of purchasing a used car and you have some questions before my book comes out, remember you can always email me at carcare4, the number four, the clueless at AOL.com, or just go to our website, carcarefortheclueless.com, all spelled out, and uh, send that question over. I'll see if I can help you out. Actually, I uh, was emailing back and forth. She was on the fence about purchasing another car. Her car had 124000 on it. And I hope I helped her out today from Hartford, Connecticut area. Hope that helped out for you, Paula. And I look forward to talking to you next week. Remember, the whole premise behind all this is to make you a savvy car care consumer. And we'd like to thank, again, our sponsors that are making this possible, AC Delco Parts. Remember, ask for AC Delco. And Jasper Engines and Transmissions, 100% associate owned. That is the engine or transmission I asked for. And let's not forget Continental Tires. I love my Continental Tires. Remember, I endorse these brands and I'm thankful for their sponsorship because I've been using them for decades. And if I didn't believe in them, I wouldn't want to talk about it. And I really talk from the heart when I talk about AC Delco, Jasper, and Continental. I really do. Thank you again, and we'll talk to you next week. Take care. Thanks for joining us today. Please make sure to come back next week for another edition of Car Care for the Clueless. And don't forget to look for Pam's book, Car Care for the Clueless, or How to Make Money While Maintaining a Vehicle. You'll find it on our website. Just click on the icon Host Website right in front of you on the webtalkradio.net page. See you next week.